0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we reward Hamas for their terrorism. Let's get started. Many listeners who've heard some of our previous podcasts will know that we spoke last week about the United Nations Relief and Works Agency – And how it's unfortunately become a front for Hamas. On this week's episode, I want to give you a little bit of an update about that situation. More and more information has come out about how many UNRWA employees were involved or supported the attacks of October 7th against the state of Israel. More and more countries have removed their funding from the group and they've lost in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Connections between UNRWA and other aid organizations in Gaza, like the International Red Cross, have shown a revolving door between the two groups in order to keep everybody at work paid for by international aid and have no intention of improving the situation, which would put them all out of a job. However, in an update from this past week, we've noticed a huge change in the situation, as the international world has had its eyes open to the corruption in Gaza through the UNRWA, We've also seen the international world debate whether or not this group should still exist. In direct response to the calls to end UNRWA, we've seen Norwegian Minister of Parliament actually nominate UNRWA for a Nobel Peace Prize. Amongst the allegations of how they are actively supporting terror and the world is slowly trying to remove this group from Gaza... We see the Norwegian Minister of Parliament, of all people, deciding that now is the time we nominate this group for a peace prize. That would be like offering a peace prize to Al-Qaeda after 9-11. Why are you going to be giving support and honour and money and any kind of international notoriety to a group that is currently being investigated by so many for their corruption and their ties to terrorism? This honestly feels like bizarro world, but obviously this Norwegian minister of parliament is trying to curb the issues that we're seeing of calls to dismantle the UNRWA and thinks that maybe if we put them up and nominate them for a peace prize and by some miracle, if they win this peace prize, that will solve all of the problems and no longer can people say that they're corrupt. We can ignore the hundreds of pages of evidence provided by places like UN Watch and various media organizations showing the direct ties to people from UNRWA, UNRWA, to Hamas and Islamic Jihad, and showing how they are corrupt and support those groups in their terrorism. And UNRWA is really not the only group who's being given a prize for their actions on October 7th. Amazingly, despite the fact that we are seeing people realize the true face of Hamas and how they are acting in a way that is against their own people, against the Israelis, against everybody. They are out for terror and death. And that is becoming ever more clear for anybody who's actually looking at the facts. The fact that they don't want to release hostages, the fact that they are holding on to hostages to keep themselves in power, that they refuse to step down from power in order to end this entire mess completely. They've been offered the choice to leave Gaza forever give up their power, and stay alive, and they still won't take it. As you can see, all they really want is the power and the money. They can go live their nice life in Qatar, never to be heard from again, with their millions of dollars, live their best life, but no, they need to be the proxy terror group for Iran, and no money is worth leaving that, apparently. But incredibly, this week we've seen a slight shift in the international world, For some reason, I'm sure they will say because of the death and destruction in Gaza, or in some vain attempt to try and show the people of Gaza that they have a chance at a future state, various countries have now come out and said that they will recognize Gaza and the West Bank as a Palestinian state officially. And this is where I really want to focus our time on this podcast. The United Kingdom British Foreign Secretary David Cameron, a man who knows very well the situation in the Middle East, said that his country could officially recognize Palestine after the ceasefire with Gaza, essentially trying to suggest that no talks between Israel and the Gazan people or the leadership under the Palestinian Authority need to happen before the United Kingdom suggests that there will be a Palestinian state. In his thoughts... What would happen is by just simply announcing that you recognize the Palestinian people as a people and as a state, you will somehow solve this problem as if that's the only problem here, which makes zero sense. For the record, the problem has never been that the Palestinian Arab people simply needed to be recognized as a state. I think at this point, having observer status in the United Nations, clearly everybody around the West using the term Palestinians as if that's a real people and a real state that's ever been a state in this world, proves that people accept the fact that they are a group of people who deserve some type of autonomy. So the idea that simply saying we recognize it as a state is going to solve the terrorism we've seen over the last 70 years is absolutely ridiculous. But David Cameron is not the only one. The United States Secretary of State also after David Cameron expressed his desire for recognizing a Palestinian state, likely for similar reasons, believing the fact that if the people of Gaza and the West Bank or Judea and Samaria find out that the United States accepts them as a people and as a state, that somehow all of the terrorism of the past will go away. Now they are all of a sudden going to have hope that they have a state coming and therefore no longer turn to terrorism. But there's a few things that David Cameron and Secretary of State Blinken ignore, and that is essentially all of history. The Palestinian Authority, under former leader Yasser Arafat, had been offered statehood multiple times, and unfortunately, it always ended the same way, with declining the offer for a state, followed by typically intifadas and terror. So the fact that you want to be accepted as a state was offered to them numerous times, And yet they turned it down. So why do we think this time by simply offering a state with literally no other parts of the deal? Simply you just become a state because we say so. No discussion on border, no discussion on terror, no discussion on who the government is going to be. And somehow it's just going to instantly get better. Throughout history, the world seemed to accept the fact that until the Palestinian Arabs, who were always violent from the beginning ceased the idea of having a violent uprising against Israel, we could not recognize that state. And yet, here we are following one of the worst terror attacks in Israel's history, and now we're going to give them a state? It's almost like we're giving them a prize for committing this crime. We saw in 2005 when Israel pulled out of Gaza as a sign for peace, and we gave them the entire region, no questions asked, No preconditions, no requirements to run a safe place that didn't have terrorism. We just gave them the land and pulled our own people out. And what did we get? We got a terror state that we are now currently at full war with. So why do we believe that simply saying to them, hey, here's a little bit of a state. Here's a little bit of some hope for a future state. Stop doing terror. And we think that that's going to work. Despite the fact that it didn't the last time. And we actually gave them physical territory last time and complete control and autonomy over it. And they turned to terror. What history has proved, at least in Gaza, is that when you give them a little bit of an inch, that's not the end of it. So far, we have not seen stable borders. We've not seen safe borders between any of the groups in the region. We see constant conflict. And do we think that just by recognizing that they are now officially a state, that that's going to stop that? They still say, by the way, from the river to the sea, they still say that. So when you give them, let's say, from the river to Jerusalem, do you think that that's where they're going to stop? I haven't heard that kind of thing in the cheers in the downtown protests from the river to wherever we decide that the border is going to be. But that's it. They want from the river to the sea, which means that whatever deal they take, whatever thing you offer them is going to be a stepping stone to the eventual terrorism that will cause the next problem. And what we've just taught them is that terrorism works. October 7th happened. We've killed as many Israelis as we can. And what did we get for it? Amazingly, we got recognized by the United States of America, finally, for the first time ever. So what's stopping the next terrorist attack, which will let them be recognized even more or have more land? We are teaching them that terrorism works. And the craziest thing is I've seen this before. If you go back to some of our older episodes, you'll find one that we had done on the Temple Mount and how during the month of Ramadan, over many years, we saw the deterioration of Jewish people's rights on the Temple Mount. Because every year Hamas would send their people onto Temple Mount, cause a lot of trouble forcing the Israeli police to take action against people who were setting off fireworks or throwing rocks at worshippers below at the Western Wall And in return, the Israeli government decided that they would restrict Jewish people from visiting the site for more and more times and restricting more and more things you're allowed to do as a non-Muslim on the site. The slow deterioration of rights is a direct comparison to what's happening right now. The acts of October 7th have somehow created the opportunity and the desire for many countries to officially recognize the Palestinian state despite any requirements for them to end terror or have a legitimate government who can actually make peace. So they are being rewarded for their misdeeds. And if anything, we're trying to get the Palestinian Authority, the more moderate of the two groups that are in charge, to actually be in charge. And yet we're going to show that the acts of October 7th and armed resistance, as they would call it, death and destruction, as we would call it, equals more rights for the Palestinian Arabs and more of a state. So therefore, you don't think that this is going to move people towards Hamas and away from the Palestinian Authority? The group who's worked with Israel for attempting peace and negotiations and have removed the genocidal calls from their charter, the PA, are now going to be looked at as weaker versus the Hamas genocide party who apparently commits genocide and in return gets recognized as a state. As we've discussed in many of our previous podcasts, there's already a problem happening today where Hamas is growing and growing its power, even within the West Bank. The Palestinian Authority has literally no legs to stand on anymore because they are seen as the cooperation with Israel party and the corrupt, not making a difference in our lives party. And now the international world is going to reward Hamas as the people who can really get things done. This is completely backwards. And I'm not sure if anybody in the international world has really thought this through. What Israel has tried to do over the last number of years, since the attempts at making peace with the Palestinian Authority have failed, they have tried to make peace with all of the other Arab nations around in order to help gain a coalition to one day isolate people like Hamas and have partners who will go into these regions and will actually help demilitarize and de radicalize these people. And it's actually worked. We saw with the Abraham Accords how many countries are willing to make peace with Israel because it's good for business and it's good for everybody. We even have Saudi Arabia, still following the Hamas attack that attempted to derail the peace, say that he's willing to make peace with Israel. So the plans created by Israel and the United States and many of the other Arab nations in the region to first have peace with them and then work on the Palestinian state in whatever form that's going to come is now apparently up in the air as these UK politicians and the United States politicians are deciding that we're going to throw that plan out that has actually been working successfully and now go back to the old way that didn't work successfully, giving the Palestinian Arab people a state because they commit terror if you don't. And we're just going to hope that the terror is going to stop after 75 years. In the end, Honestly, I can understand why the US and the UK and other people are attempting to suggest that recognition of Palestinian Arabs as a state would somehow be beneficial to show them that there's a future, there's a hope. But unfortunately, they're leaving out some major issues, which is the fact that right now they don't even have a leadership. How are you going to give them a state when they have two warring parties who have had a civil war and cannot get along with one another? Who's going to run this? recognized state of theirs. We also don't hold them to any standards for ending terror, which was under the Oslo Accords, what they were supposed to do. Clearly that has failed and also have them recognize the borders. And one thing I've been saying to some of our followers recently, the ones who've messaged on Instagram and messaged us over social media is the fact that there's going to be no future state for the Palestinian Arabs mainly, and especially because they will never agree to any borders From the river to the sea. We hear it every day. So when they believe it's river to the sea, do you think that someone's going to eventually accept like from a river to Jerusalem and that's it and that's done? We've officially agreed that there's no future state anywhere else. There's no one who can make that deal. Hamas is never going to make that deal. Palestinian Authority knows that that would be suicide to accept a future state on only some of the land. So why these groups are suggesting that simply recognizing it as a state is going to solve all the problems? You are in a dream world. You're simply rewarding the terror of Hamas. You are putting people into Hamas's hands. The Palestinian Authority will be gone. They will be voted out by election or murdered for their corruption. Either way, Hamas will take full control. And if it's not Hamas because Israel actually takes out Hamas in Gaza and the West Bank, it'll be the next group whatever they choose to call themselves. Whatever group of people that Iran decides that they're going to send money to and Qatar is going to send money to, those people will pick up the struggle. It's not going to end simply by recognizing the state. The idea of recognizing the Palestinian state now is essentially just rewarding Hamas for their terror and will not lead to long-lasting peace and simply more terror this has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time.